Yes, guys, what's good? You're tuned into Mango Masala, Pi Radio South Asian show. My name's Gerns. I'm joined here by Halima. Hey, guys. And you know what? Before we get into a uh, recap, I am, you know what's coming. <laughs> it wasn't even my fault today. Right, it was so my uncle. I was ready. The time is 2.30, 2.31. The show starts at 2. Our listeners have been treated to a half-hour mix Oh, the latest Yeah, tunes. you're welcome, guys. I'm sure you thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, it's honestly not even right, my fault today. Ex- explain yourself. My uncle basically asked for a lift to work as I was about to leave the house. And I just, I said, okay. That's, yeah. that's the explanation. And you know the what? thing is, is that I am chronically late. I have what you call time blindness, which is a symptom of my ADHD. And somehow, but the thing is, it's like every single week, it's something legit. And every single week, somehow, I'm just late. Like, it's always something or the other. I'm sure it's my fault. Like, I'm sure, because I, I was leaving, like, late anyway, probably, to be honest. I probably should have left earlier than I was leaving yeah, anyway. Yeah, because you texted me at quarter to two saying, hi, I'm just leaving to have to take my uncle Oops. to work. Sorry. But. I don't know what to tell you guys. But also, it is a desi show and this is desi timing so i feel like it's very we like to keep it authentic here at mango masala honestly i'm giving you guys an authentic experience yeah that's why i do this honestly however it's not like um we can claim the time back yeah we can we'll just go half an hour over it's all right solomon will understand no mr what's your legendary dj who comes on after us oh. we're not very happy about that sorry legendary dj yeah. but i've got a plan right we need to make some good come of this because honestly it's getting old like it's like the whole i'm in trouble you guys i propose because the thing is as well currently you're You're gonna what you're gonna say like a late jar yeah and the proceeds of which go into mango masala marketing fine whatever yeah what do you want to set it as five pounds Every time I'm late. Because the thing... You'll be last £20 minimum a week, a month. Well, this is the thing, because I was like, realistically, at the moment, anyway, you're not even based here. So it's not all the time that you're going to Oh, okay, yeah, fine, fair enough. like, it would have, like... Okay, all right, then, go on then. Okay, guys. And I think your um, extreme punctuality... Um, at the Asian Media Awards, probably made up. That was like, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was, was really a one off. Do you I, know why? Because yeah. I started getting ready three hours before. Because mm. I was like, I know I'm, I'm gonna be late. Like mm. knowing me, somehow I'm always late. So I, I made myself like an hour and a half early, and I was on time. That's the key. Mm. I need to start an hour and a half early and then I will be on time. I think as well, obviously, (coughs) being a South Asian show, we're aware of cultural nuances and not necessarily being able to say no, but also sometimes maybe do need to say no. True. Mm. True, true, true. But anyway, I think the fact that you are so on time for the Asian Media Awards has probably meant that the past two weeks where you have been half an hour late... As it, you, oh. know what, you know what that it makes up for it but okay, now fine. moving forward now i've got a late jar fine yeah i fine. think the next time you're probably gonna be live in the studio is our um two-year anniversary yeah, anyway exciting. which you don't want to be late for that no you know definitely I mean? not don't, i'll be here i will yeah. be here three hours early i'll be coming outside <laughs> from 9 a.m i will be opening up studio on that day vernon mill yeah right Anyway, right, out the way now, moving forward, fresh start. Got a little slap on the wrist, guys. Speaking of um, <coughs> moving forward... Oh, gosh. Um, 
Thursday. What a day. <laughs> what a day. Oh um, my God. For those of you yeah, who context. are not aware, obviously last week we had a conversation about, I don't even want to say his name. Like, I'm scared. I'm scared to utter his name. Mr. Andrew Tate. Yeah. <clears throat> he, he, he who shall not be named. We had he a discussion. He does look a bit like Voldemort, you know. He does, he yeah. does. But we don't say that, they'll come for you. But anyways. <laughs> in we, my opinion. Yeah, in my because we are on DAB <laughs> and we do have regulations. Basically, uh, we had a conversation about Andrew Tate last week and obviously we put the clips on because that's what we do. We're a t- topical discussion show. We talk about things and then we put it out for the world to see. Oh my God, the amount of backlash we got. Oh my God, I could not, I, could, I couldn't believe it. Like yeah. <clears throat> the Andrew Tate one, we got, we got a few few contentious comments on, in, on um, Instagram, but on TikTok, TikTok is on TikTok, the... everyone was going in on me. Everyone, <laughs> they were like, she looks like uh, a coloring book. One yeah. guy called me a badina though. He was like, it's always the badinas who are like, I've been learning all these new words, you know. I've been looking up and like, oh, have you? yeah, I've been looking up and like, <coughs> but it's, I think it makes it even more ironic because I'm like, at it the just end proves of the day, our point. Y- their main critique of you was who or us even was who are you to criticize someone for joining islam but it's like but their comments were steeped in misogyny basically yeah. people people had a problem with what we said because they thought we like or me specifically as a muslim i was like it's an l for for andrew tate to revert to islam if they listened to the show they would have mm. heard me say that as a muslim i have to i can't say whether he's yeah. genuine i can't talk about his repentance what we spoke about was his misogyny we spoke about his misogyny because it was very public it, it it was it was put it was publicized and that's what we spoke on and then the comments literally because i was talking about how muslim men a, a lot of muslim men are like misogynistic and all the comments just prove my point that yeah, all they're like the, they're I, literally I really all going on at me they were like <laughs> she looks like a coloring book she's not wearing hijab she doesn't know anything about islam i was like what's <laughs> with the nose ring yeah someone came with <laughs> my nose ring it's always the buddies who are saying stuff like this yeah. okay okay i mean i think as editor, um, I, obviously, I need to take a, accountability for the fact that there was a big section of the chat where you went into and explained why, yeah. as a Muslim, you're not able to do that. <laughs> However, if you watch the whole clip as well, I made sure that there's a bit where Simran's talking and you literally say it. As, yeah, a, as a Muslim, I'm, not, I'm yeah. not able to say it. So I thought, you know what? <laughs> just have, it's discernment. Sh- 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 short form content, you have to try and yeah. tickle the box. And I was like, that's in there. Right, let's just like, try People, and, literally, they yeah. need to go and locate the spirit of discernment. Like, people, they just, they have zero discernment. They do zero due diligence and this is we talk about all, all the time on the show kind of like the negative impacts on kind of being a bit public and having a bit of visibility and I always say this is why I stay logged out of the account <laughs> and this is why I stay logged out of the account you guys like yeah. it's people on the internet have zero due diligence they will literally listen to anything not even listen to the full thing and just just spew nonsense and do you know what we both of us owe Simran an apology because yeah, yeah. last week when the topic came up Simran was like I don't honestly I don't want to give him any airtime yeah, we and we were like idea. come on Simran come yeah. on we got to talk about it she was right 
She was right. And yeah. from now on, I'm keeping uh, yeah. stum. And I don't think it's not to say that we're not doing that because we're like, you know what? The people commenting are right. We shouldn't be talking about this. We're doing it because we the, people, the people who are talking are ruining it. Yeah, <laughs> ruining it. Look at my lips, ruining it. Yeah, I'm not. I, I can't. I can't do. I, I, honestly, I, I just had to like log off. Yeah, <coughs> and like there was. Yeah, a lot of people on the internet just do not, honestly, no Mm. no discernment, nothing. Do you know what I think the main, like, thing that really struck me was, was the amount of people that were commenting, saying that, like, like, like saying how, like, finding wrongdoings in how you are appearing, which, might I just say it as well, like, I, I went and looked back at the clip and I was like, you know what? Like she's that. You're not even like you're. I'm you're, you're, covered, yeah, covered, yeah, bro. Like <laughs> it's just because I wasn't wearing yeah. hijab. But that's what. That's why. Like even though I was like extremely peed off, or like I wouldn't even say that I was extremely peed off. It was honestly like water off my back. But like I wasn't surprised. I was mm. not surprised. Like I see these th- this kind of like dogpiling all the time on social media, mm. and that's why I sat there and I said all Muslim men. That's why I sat there and I said that. And that's why Carlos had to correct me. Yeah. Which is uh, that in itself. May, 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 even, may, 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 I, may I interject? Yeah. Just to reiterate. Oh my God. Even saying. that contention. <laughs> goodness gracious me. Um, like Again, just to reiterate, we're not. We're obviously, Halima does not mean all Muslim men. And just to reiterate, the reason why I'm saying that is because. He doesn't want me to get in trouble. Like, that's what it is. We want to get cancelled, taken <laughs> off the air. Like, that's what we have to do. We have to cover ourselves. We're going out as we speak on DAB radio. There are certain regular that you have to adhere to and we do need to do that like it's it's a formality and i don't know but let, let's not get into that like i best to leave that but i think <laughs> the yeah but i think that again the main thing that was struck me was on tiktok where so many people were obviously finding wrongdoings and how you were appearing what you it's were saying isn't it and it proves but, our point but it was the fact that in their eyes what they were finding more wrongdoing finding more critique in what you're doing as opposed to the stuff that he has said in the past which is like when you compare the two like it's astronomically one, one, one guy is is advocating for gendered violence and mm. and one woman is not wearing hijab sorry mm. guys sorry you lot shame on you sorry you lot anyways anyway, <laughs> onwards and upwards and i think one thing that i did actually want to talk about briefly today a because like it's a week we just ad- we're stay staring away from misogyny and um r- religion for at least a short while just to keep us we're traumatized <laughs> we're traumatized <laughs> yeah but um and also the, the second reason that i didn't want to talk about this in depth is because i feel like it's something that simran could really contribute to but Oh, Drake yeah like I'm just and the thing is as well um, for those of you that don't know Drake and 21 Savage dropped an album yesterday which throughout <laughs> which there are um, certain indirect comments which um, basically imply um, I, I've got the quote here actually but it refers to um, Megan the Stallion um, be lie about getting shot but she's still a stallion which if you're not aware is probably referring to the fact that megan the stallion claims that tory lanes shot her oh. um there's been a whole legal 
ongoing case since then which mm-hmm. also i don't get how drake can come out and say that she's lied like surely he could get in that's trouble de- for, defamation yeah. at this point surely yeah and yeah, no. um, but then i suppose <laughs> also the contract with Ofcom? the of com no, go to them feel, see us we're trembling in our boots for Ofcom. Yeah, go, <laughs> go chat to drake i i feel like um probably they would counter out with the fact that Megan the Stallion has obviously released music that has also referred to it, so probably mm. it balances out in that sense. But there's the fact that Drake, who asked, like you're not involved. <laughs> like, That's on, like I've, a lot of the rhetoric I've been seeing, like surrounding this. Everyone's now dogpiling on Drake, which is, I mean, it's funny how social media works. Like it's mm. kind of like it takes one spark, and now all of a sudden people are like, it's almost kind of like a bandwagon thing that everyone will just be be saying and retracing what kind of like the echo chamber is saying mm. not to say that i don't think that any of these critiques are not valid it's just funny to me how all of a sudden yeah. everyone now is criti- yeah critical of drake when, yeah. it all, when before everyone was loving drake but i don't know like a lot of people were kind of coming forward and and, and saying that like drake has always been like misogynistic he just kind of yeah. hides in the way that he does I, which yeah. i think it's just this is the <clears throat> or at least one of the first like to me anyway this is the most like outward example of such i mean i mean people have kind of <laughs> pointed out in the past how obviously he's um been pally pally with um someone like chris brown after everything yeah. that happened with chris brown and rihanna and also i mean he's like fiending for rihanna yeah, at the same time yeah <laughs> and then even his last album um girls like girls which is basically um kind of almost uh, it gives off the impression in my eyes that almost like um, homosexuality and women is a myth right. sort of thing kind of, kind of it's kind of like the tape, male gaze yeah, looking at like like yeah. uh, queer women and yeah. you know how they fetishize and exoticize it and don't take it as like a serious yeah so it's not the first time it's just I think this is just a bit like it's it's, it's not, very it's outward not, it's, 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 it's none of your business as well right, like yeah. literally and the, and the other thing as well which I think has been getting slightly less attention but is still being discussed is Elsa in the album even makes a little dig at Serena Williams um yeah and her husband yeah right? her Serena husband your husband a groupie yeah he, his husband responded like um I do everything like I do everything to the best of my ability and one of that includes being my wife's groupie. I thought, that's a husband. Yeah. That's a husband. Like, it's, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like... Yeah, you're, it's, it's, it's really sad because he's, like, he's, what, pushing 40 and this is what, what people were saying and I was like, it's actually really true. Like, he's pushing 40 and he's still talking about links and sneaky links and all of these things and like yeah. and at some point he had a thing with serena williams i don't know they were speculated to have something together at oh, some okay. point yeah so it's just funny that he's he's poking fun at a man loving his woman his wife like what's what's how what's the punchline no I'm, I'm 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 thinking what's the punchline drake like what's the yeah. punchline yeah he's his wife's Waiting. groupie good for him maybe it'll get revealed in the next album yeah what, what is the punchline I'm, I'm very confused uh dear but, but honestly I, it is a wider comment on like misogyny and hip hop to be honest with you which we have spoken about before and we've even used Meg Thee Stallion as, as an example when we spoke about it right because yeah. she's such an easy target she's actually such like spe- like we say misogyny but specifically misogynoir and specifically uh, uh, women like Meg Thee Stallion who are very open with their sexuality who are successful as well like very 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 successful but who are also young women right mm. um, so I'm not I'm not surprised, but it's also not on. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of just like at this point, I'm struggling to keep up, you know, like in terms of everything that's going on. 
I learned very early on you just have to assume that every celebrity is just problematic. Well, this and is if the you thing. like them, you have to just accept them as a problematic fave. Uh, this is the thing as well, right? So uh, this is again. I've just remembered this. This is like news that's happened this week. Mm. Um, Rihanna, Savage, Fenty, oh, yeah. um, have so basically there's some kind of collaboration that's going on with Johnny Depp, who is obviously he's going to be like he's going to be like the first featured male like in one of their Savage mm, shows or something like that. Um, who and he's obviously been the subject of scru- widespread scrutiny in regards to allegations. No, of- not allegations. The lawsuit found that he had like several counts of abuse towards Amber Heard. Okay. Yeah. I don't, isn't it one thing here, one thing over there? I, in I'm, the UK, the UK lawsuit right, filed. Yeah. I think it was twelve counts. Don't quote me on the twelve, but definitely there were several counts of abuse oh, towards yeah. Amber Heard. And the whole US one was just it was her, about defamation. Her, her right to speak. About right. It, it was about defamation, yeah. and and the UK one was about the abuse, and they found like he has been uh, legally found accountable for numerous counts of abuse towards Amber Heard. Right. So like it's not in contention that he abused her. Right. It's it's that's what the lawsuit has stated yeah and obviously we talked about it earlier this year there was a bit of a widespread like mm-hmm. after the finding of the u.s um mm-hmm. case mm-hmm. it was all it's like yay johnny is innocent blah blah yeah. blah um but anyway obviously his name has sort of been dragged through the mud a bit <laughs> over the past year mm-hmm. which you kind of maybe expect okay maybe it's best just to d- this is the thing as well I think maybe just kind of best is kind of lay low for a bit, maybe like a year or two. It's very like, brazen, isn't it? Yeah. It's very, very, very brazen because we look at Amber Heard in the aftermath of that and she's literally like, she's just off raising her child in solitude somewhere and Johnny Depp is now featuring in a Fenty show and <coughs> I know a lot of people were like very surprised by Rihanna because Rihanna, Rihanna is very much a fan favourite. Mm. Like everyone loves Rihanna, everyone looks up to Rihanna. Yeah, Amber Heard has a child. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, she's like raising her child in solitude. So oh, yeah. I think she's got like a girlfriend now or something. I don't know. Fair enough. I saw it like on, on the news or something. But anyways, yeah. So like Rihanna, a lot of people are, are, are specifically uh, surprised at Rihanna. Yeah. And it's, I get it to a degree because she is very much a fan favorite and like me to some degree. I also like Rihanna Fenty, amazing products, great brand. Savage Fenty, great products, great brand. But also Rihanna's a billionaire. This is the thing. Right? Yeah, like Rihanna's yeah. also a billionaire. So like no matter how palatable or how likable she might come off in the media or no, or no matter how beautiful she, she, we think she is or how great we think her music is or how great we think her products are, she's a billionaire. At, at what point did you think that she was ever going to be an ethical person? Like mm. just seriously, like at what point did you think this woman who has um, hoarded wealth, who is wealthy because she has hoarded wealth, is... <laughs> Is has 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 a sound moral compass at least by our standards. Yeah. Ofcom, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah. see, I'm learning. <laughs> I, I saw a tweet the other day that was like, um, and again, obviously, this is a joke. It's not actual. Um, no mm. one's actually implying this, but it's like, what a billionaire saving for hell, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, right? Literally, mm-hmm. we obviously we said once you get to a, a billion, like the, the amount is so unfathomable that there's absolutely there's no, no way you're needs. spending it in your lifetime. Yeah. In your kids' lifetime, in your in your grandkids' lifetime, yeah. it's 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 there's no like we've said this a thousand million billion times on the show. But to be a billionaire only happens if you are hoarding wealth, not wealth that you need, but excessive wealth. You are holding on to it for the sake of having it, not for the sake of utilizing it. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, honestly, like really, when you when you deep that, I don't know why you lot are surprised. Like, how do you mm. think she got her money? Like, why do you think she has that much money? Mm. Um. So back to what I said, you just have to assume that everyone is problematic, and if you have a, a fave celebrity you have to accept that to some degree they will be a problematic fave and speaking of billionaires i think as a final this has been quite a nice like pop culture kind of round tough roundup but like rounding this off before we play a bit of music um elon musk oh, obviously right. <clears throat> um the past week in particular I believe it's happened this week that he has acquired Twitter. Yep. And to my understanding, what happened was he made a sort of deal or whatever. As a joke. As a joke, yeah. like not really understanding like... Yeah, how binding, binding it yeah. was. Like, And um, in terms of wanting to obtain Twitter. I think it was like a Reddit post that <clears throat> gave Twitter a really ridiculous, like an absurd valuation. And Elon Musk, I think, made some kind of joke about acquiring it based on that valuate on that very absurd valuation and i think in the end he didn't realize that mm. it was actually binding and then he tried to back out of it and then the twitter t- team were like uh no actually yeah you've agreed to this say uh, now you have to buy it and then yeah. he bought it and now he's just being ridiculous well this is the thing i think he obviously wasn't actually intending to buy it and mm-hmm. now he's been forced to do so mm-hmm. which that's what happens when you run your mouth by yeah. the way guys and now Elon Musk, a billionaire, mm-hmm. is allegedly having money problems in regards to actually dealing right, with this, right. which has now led to him. Um, obviously, he's announced that the whole verification thing, right? So uh, at the moment, I think the Twitter team would decide whether or not people get verified, which in the most part is if you're in the public eye and people are trying to impersonate you, right. like that's why people get verified. But They've what- got their own metrics, by the way, which which is functioning, it works. Mm. Yeah. Although, mango masala verification. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on, Elon. We'll say good things about you. Well, this is the thing. As if, if what happens, happens, anyone is going to be able to buy themselves right. a blue tick for $8 a month. Right. Which I don't really... Well, what is the point of that? Uh, apart from the point to generate <laughs> revenue. But the thing is, he would have to... I think it was like 10 million people would have to do that in order for him to actually generate enough revenue the the money that that, he's trying to yeah there was a really in there was a very very funny interaction like absurd it was an absurd interaction on twitter between stephen king Mm. um horror story writer like massive probably the the biggest most uh, renowned in his in in his field um and elon musk (laughs) stephen king is like if i have to pay no, it was it wasn't eight in the beginning. It was twenty dollars. Yeah, a month. and then he replied. Yeah, to so it, St- yeah. Stephen King was like, "If I have to pay twenty dollars a month, I'm getting off Twitter." And then Elon Musk was like, "Okay, fine. How about eight dollars?" That's how they came to the figure eight. Mm-hmm. And someone quote tweeted it like Stephen Stephen King, whose net worth is like hundreds of millions of pounds, and Elon Musk, whose net worth is also hundreds of million pounds, are on Twitter debating, <laughs> and and bickering over eight dollars a month like look at the absurdity mm. and it speaks to what we were what what you touched on before where Elon Musk is a billionaire he's one of the richest people on the planet right he he has he is one of the people in the world with the most wealth with the most resources and he, and he's now bought this company and he's generating revenue by making 
kind of users pay but also by laying off people i don't know if you saw yeah, this. this is the thing that i've been especially sad to see right. not, not surprised but sad i think yesterday it was like the uk twitter office like the uk twitter team like like half of them had logged on and found that they mm-hmm. they 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 can't log on to their to like their slack to their, and stuff right yeah. they can't work they can't log on to their work systems because mm-hmm. they they've lost their jobs which i'm fairly certain there are pending legal repercussions no, definitely will like be. as a result of them doing that like surely like not even the notice thing but being logged out before you like not right. knowing you know elon I mean? mustard actually he responded to, to this and he was like oh well it's because we're losing this much money right now okay what well, you inject your own money inject mm. your own money bro you've got more than enough like you've actually got yeah. more than enough and that's what exactly what we talk about when we talk about the greed of billionaires like it's not even it's not even because it logically it would make sense like if you own a company <clears throat> and you need x amount of money to 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 keep the company afloat and you have x amount of money you you use it right it's for him it's not even an option to use his own money because that money is not there to be used that money is there to to just sit it's it's just there to just exist mm. you know and it's it's really an apt anecdote of the greed of of billionaires like instead for him to use his own money which he has an abundance of he's now laying off people he's making people destitute potentially throwing people into like poverty or whatever Mm, i've seen so many sad stories of people that were either maybe on um paternity or maternity leave like or someone who was like six months pregnant like all these people who are obviously everyone i think you forget and especially as a billionaire you probably do not almost certainly don't see employees as actual people these people everyone has their own um stuff going on and like mm-hmm. to just lay people off for people no. are not people don't get jobs because they they love to work because people love labor people are working because they need to live they need to survive mm. and that's the bit that that they don't realize about employees right like there's mm. actually it's it's a survival thing as a final point on this um one thing that if this whole eight dollars thing comes into place which obviously i don't know whether i don't know whether we are about to witness the demise of twitter but like that would make me sad twitter is my favorite platform twitter is actually my favorite platform i love twitter yeah but if we do see it i will look forward to um what's his name jibuki tweeted um that he um or they said that um they they were like I got my eight dollars ready and oh for people God. who don't know Jibuki is like he um or they I, I don't actually know like I I don't actually know the person behind this I'm just gonna say they but um they keep on um they used to like be verified I think they're an artist mm. and they would constantly take advantage of the fact that they ha- are a verified account and change their like name <laughs> to, uh, to be Donald Trump yeah, or, or someone and just tweet the most ridiculous stuff when stuff was going on that's so funny <laughs> and it was hilarious but that then, would uh, be me if I had a blue yeah, tick but then eventually obviously um, got their they, privileges revoked which I do although it was hilarious I understand like why that might need to be the case even though it was never anything serious um but yeah they've, they've got eight dollars ready to get their blue tape back if they can so it will be carnage it'll be very interesting to see yeah i don't know personally i like 
the thing is as well like the value of that would depreciate so much because it's like all these people that would actually pay eight dollars <coughs> a month to get it like mm-hmm. once everyone's got it like what's so special about it you yeah, know what i mean yeah yes sunny melton and letter to sidhu on pi radio manchester's number one youth radio station if you're just tuning in welcome this is Mango Masala, the South Asian show. My name is Gerns. I'm joined here by Halima. Hey, guys. It is nice, you know, to see, like, <coughs> although obviously it has been now a couple of months since Sudu was killed, like, yeah. still seeing artists doing their own personal dedications. Yeah, that yeah, sort of definitely, thing. definitely. Definitely impacted a Less lot of people. Mm-hmm. Mate, he changed the genre. He really, the way he popularized the genre, like, and you can really tell, like, you really tell what the value and what the worth of an artist is in their legacy. Mm-hmm. You know, and like in his legacy, like the outpouring of commemoration he got, not just from people within the Desi community and the Bangra genre, but from from outside of it, you know. So I think that was very, very significant. Yeah, definitely. S- speaking of living in the moment. <laughs> oh, OK. Speaking of living in the moment. OK. It's time to be real. <laughs> be real. You don't, you don't have be real. I do. No, I don't have be real. No, trying to um, be real. I know, I know, but I know what be real is. Like my friends and my and my cousins are always like shoving that camera in my face. Yeah. For be real. Tell you what, whilst I'm doing my be real, you put your headphones on for a second. Why? Well, we find out. What is going on? But yeah, but let me tell my be real. Wait, I'm really, I'm very confused. What is going on? Put your headphones on. Hold on a minute. Wait a minute. I'm getting nervous. <laughs> 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 Wait, it's not. Co- oh, I know what's gonna happen. <laughs> I know what's gonna happen. Go on. Right. So basically, guys, when we were planning what we we're gonna talk about today, <laughs> obviously we have um, we talk about a lot of like British politics and stuff that's going on in the UK on this show. <clears throat> and I was like, you know what? Like, we actually need something that I kind of adds a bit of structure to the show, <clears throat> like something that's like a specific segment. Because it's a running theme, like every yeah. almost every single week, we are sitting here moaning and whinging and crying about the state of UK political affairs, and we were like, we might as well turn it into a dedicated segment mm. because it's thematic already, and it's a given. It is here every single week. It is. It's it's inevitable. Like it's sad, but it's true. And what does every radio segment need? It a needs jingle. a little jingle. I'm uh, very excited to see what Carlos has come up with yeah, here. Uh, you can see it's only seven seconds, but like, yeah, you know on. what? I'm nervous now. Right. No, 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 go on, play it. Welcome, ready? guys, to a new segment <laughs> called. Bad vibes <laughs> Carlos, is that you? <laughs> is that you, Carlos? Yep. No you know way. What? Should we, should we round it off again? Carlos, do you have musical talent? No, I have auto-tune. Oh my god. Bad vibes <laughs> That is I, so funny. I mean, I've just re- to re- I do have musical talent as well. But um, also, <laughs> i just like to reiterate that this segment has nothing to do with Nintendo. I just needed something to round off with. And I was like, you know what would work really well here? <laughs> the noise that the Game Boys used to make. Oh my so, god, Carlos. Loss. you're yeah. so talented i didn't I know. know this i know i'm very pleasantly surprised what so bad sensational. Vibes you should have given me a harmony on there 
Well, you know what? Things are all you know sinking. What? There's a time for a version two. We'll 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 sort it out. We'll no, we won't out. have any listeners left if we get me on <laughs> singing. Uh, but anyway, on today's um, bad vibes island. <laughs> that is what our new segment is actually called. You guys, how exciting! How exciting to all our lovely, uh. wonderful followers who have as much disdain for UK parliamentary politics as we do. This one yeah. is for you guys. I mean, it probably won't be limited to politics, but also probably inevitable that it probably is going to be majority that. But what's going on? Got two things this week. Um, shall we discuss the maybe more comical one first or the more serial, serious one first? I actually think they're both very no, serious. I, I agree they're both yeah. serious, but one is like less <clears throat> intense people than the think, other. Yeah, go on. Right, what well, do you want to do less intense or more intense first? Let's let's do more less intense. Less first. intense. Right. So those of you will have seen in the news, I know <coughs> we were discussing it as soon as it came out. Honestly, Mr. I was dumbfounded. Mr. Matt Hancock. Right. Um ex health minister and now ex Tory MP. Right. Um has announced that he is going into the jungle. So he's going on I'm a celebrity. Now, the moment I saw this, I was like, I was kind of like, um, what's it called? Split. I wouldn't know how to feel because one mm. side of me was like, I'm kind of don't want to give him the light of day. Mm. Another side of me was kind of like, you know what? It would be jokes to see him suffer online. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, but then the more I thought about it, the more I was actually like, no, this is definitely like not a good thing. And I think the reason for doing so i think is he has so much um like blacklist on his name like he has so much negative stuff mm-hmm. that is very much it's and again like we're talking about in terms of like who was it that i said oh yeah johnny depp i said maybe you should take like a bit of a break before coming right. back into public eye same with matt hancock i feel like he should make if, he, if he's ever gonna like revamp his public image he needs to leave it for a couple of years in my <clears> opinion i think he shouldn't he shouldn't even have the opportunity to revamp mm. his image and that's like it's that's the thing right it's it's and we see it all the time with politicians like matt hancock was i don't know it's, it's kind of like to me i see it as two-tiered i see it as I, I see it in the first instance people don't really people didn't really understand or grasp or take seriously how dangerous he actually was like yeah. A little recap. I know Carlos said like it's it's a, it's a very very long list of of disgraces, but like he was for those of you who need to jog your memories, Matt Hancock was the health secretary during the bulk of the pandemic. Like mm-hmm. during the time where <clears throat> the government policy was firstly just to let people die, and secondly to to fleece money for taxpayer money for themselves under the guise of helping people. That has then culminated in a death toll of what over hundred k. Yeah, I just still like do like a brief recap like <coughs> of the actual like facts themselves. Um, yeah, he unlawfully failed to publish details of billions of pounds worth of coronavirus related contracts mm-hmm. whilst health minister. He also failed to declare that a family firm in which he held shares won an NHS contract during that time. Mm-hmm. He repeatedly claimed that there was never a shortage of PPE despite some medical professionals being sent into COVID wards at the beginning of the pandemic with mm-hmm. no protection. Mm-hmm. Dominic Cummings, ex aide to Boris Johnson, revealed that he'd recommended to Boris Johnson on several occasions that Hancock should be sacked 
um, mm-hmm. over his handling of the crisis. He was later sacked as health minister in disgrace following a um, workplace affair, which also in the process broke COVID restrictions, I'm fairly certain. Mm-hmm. Um, he um, also, at the beginning of the pandemic, when we didn't know what was going on, he literally advised that um like elderly people who probably because obviously at the beginning we didn't have proper testing he advised that elderly people who probably had covid who were displaying the symptoms should go back into care homes and obviously the inevitable happened like they (coughs) spread it Mm -hmm. and so many people in care homes died Mm -hmm. under that um advice Mm -hmm. he now obviously in going in to the jungle mm-hmm. um his decision to do so whilst parliament's in sitting he has effectively abandoned his constituency <laughs> without any like like reasoning for doing so because although he was sacked as health minister he was still serving as an yep. mp i think um and obviously now he has lost the tory whip um now i think the thing to pick up on here is that it's interesting that he's lost the whip now right like this is the final <laughs> stroll the, yeah going into yeah the never mind the long list that carlos just sat and enumerated mm. that none of that was enough for him to lose the whip it was the fact that he's now going on a reality tv show like that's that's yeah. the 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 line that was crossed right yeah <coughs> and obviously we understand like i said that part, probably part of the reason of that is that he has effectively abandoned his constituency whilst he's meant to be serving them which i understand but at like, what but point could you see someone like matt hancock ever actually served his constituency like mm. that that no, in itself that's is, a whole other thing do you right? know what I mean that in yeah. itself is a whole debate and, and I know where I stand on that side of the debate mm. but uh, we've spoken before on the show quite in depth actually about how disgraceful and I remember very like quite vividly like that was the word that I was really unpacking when I was talking about Matt Hancock was the word disgraceful yeah. um, <clears> I know a number of medical professionals obviously he was health minister and I know a number of medical professionals who do not hold him in very high regard no at absolutely all. absolutely like, why would you yeah. Um, and I remember, um, like, it's really interesting to see because it's kind of, as I was saying before, I see it as kind of tutored. It's kind of like when he was in office, he was just so ridiculous that no one took him seriously. And I see it quite often with politicians where, I don't know, I think some of it is because of how, because of the public perception of that politician, because we saw it with Boris Johnson. Like, jo- Boris Johnson very much presented himself as this kind of like bumbling, bumbling, bumbling was the exact you know, word like bumbling fool kind head. of figure. Yeah. You know, when you think of him, you think of images of him and his unkempt hair, and, you know, him when he was doing that zip line as mayor of London, and all of these like ridiculous images mm. that we, that we make fun of. And to some degree, like, I don't think humor is a bad thing because it helps us to cope like when we are in dire situations when we are in the swing of a pandemic and literally people are dropping like flies and we've got absolutely minimal government support um of course we're going to resort resort to humor but what what's kind of a little bit um treacherous territory about all of this is that the humor ends up anesthetic anesthetic what's the word anesthetic anesthetic yeah it, it, it ends up the humor basically ends up working as as an anesthetic to what what the severity of the situation actually is and that's what we see with like Boris Johnson and, and people like Matt Hancock because we'll s- sit there and we'll make jokes about them and we'll laugh at how ridiculous they are but in actuality they're not ridiculous they're very smart they mm-hmm. are you know they're very conniving they're very cunning in my opinion because 
all, because they're winning in all of this you know mm. they're they've got the 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 constitutional power they've got parliamentary power they've got financial yeah. they, they've got financial capital social capital political capital and we're laughing at them but they're like la- they're really where the punchline yeah. they're laughing at us you and know? that was obviously back then when both of them were in these high positions of power right now we come to and, and now and now it's kind of like another time okay fine because maybe maybe we 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 don't realize how dangerous they are but since you know boris johnson's premiership and matt hancock's like position as as health um minister that all of that has like precipitated all 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 of their their danger has precipitated we've seen it in material form literally what carlos has said he's giving you facts he's giving you statistics people like boris johnson people like matt hancock are are responsible for things like this and now in the aftermath they're you know matt hancock is going on i'm a celebrity and for me what this is it's an attempt to sanitize his public image because obviously he's been tainted and stained with with the horrors of this public controversy and and for me i think he's going on something like i'm a celebrity to uh, in an attempt to recoup his public image in in, in an attempt to sanitize in in an attempt to to kind of you know present himself to people as being an actual human being that people can relate with and people Mm. can interact with and things like that and and that's just kind of like not with that in mind i am like in my opinion i'm not very happy that itv have done that right i I don't like you are like kind of playing into him being able to do that by getting one yes it will make great tv and it'll probably boost your ratings because people will want to see that but this is like it it, it is that we used the word cunning before it is Mm. cunning because we are going to see him inevitably do these like tasks like eating bugs whatever they rely they rely on this public image of them being unassuming of them being kind of like oh they're so ridiculous they're not a threat you know they're they're such a bumbling fool that they're not a threat they rely on that and and that's how they kind of get away and 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 act with with such impunity like we're we're all at home laughing at it in reality we're the ones being played not him 100 (laughs) percent. that's exactly what i said that we're the punchline in all of this we are the punchline we think they're such blithering idiots they're not idiots they've got all of this power all yeah. of this money and, and where they're kiki king at them because his hair is a bit unkempt or because whatever you know like yeah um and and even if even if he wasn't kind of portraying this image even if he wasn't tr- attempting to sanitize and recoup his public image by going into i'm a celeb because by the way is like there is also a specific um comment to be made here about the specific show that has been used like i'm a celebrity is very much a household favorite and it is very much you know people love to watch it because it's fun it's light-hearted it's we see these celebrities go in and 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 it's almost always we see them in this particular light which is it's not like something like big brother where there, there always needs to be like a show villain i'm a celebrity is very much most of the people that go on are presented to be fun light-hearted kind of celebrities right that, that households end up relating to and and then kind of being endeared towards that's that's uh, that's what he's trying to do here by going on the show but say for example even if he wasn't even if he was very out and out about kind of who he is and the severity of the damage that he's caused 
if what was the death toll of COVID? It was over a hundred k. I think it might have even been like hundred fifty yeah, or something like you that. You continue speaking, I'll get it. What it was, it was me. astronomical, right? It was astronomical. So almost everyone in this country right now, like I'm sure, knows or knows of someone who has personally lost someone in their life due to COVID. Why on earth would any of those people want to see a man right. who has largely orchestrated this on their televisions? I believe the total deaths is 210k. Double wow, was yeah. goodness. Bear in mind, obviously, I think there has been some um, skepticism over the fact that the I think... The validity of the... Yeah, whatever, like some people yeah. maybe had COVID and then died of something else. Yeah. Still put down as regardless, but still, regardless, it's seismic. Number, even yeah. if it was half of that, even if it was a quarter of that, it's seismic, right? Yeah. And and like, why would any of those people who... And, and also, like we, again, we spoke about it before in the show where we spoke about... Kind of what the pandemic was and we, when we said that it was a very specifically harrowing phenomenon because it wasn't just that people were dying it's that people were dying alone and family members were not even be, being able to see or or be there at the final moments of their loved ones people were having to watch their families and their loved ones die through an ipad screen you know like that's that is so uniquely traumatic that mm. is so uniquely traumatic and as and, and, and as we said a lot of that can be um, what's the word? A lot of that can be attributed yeah. to the handling of the pandemic and and the way it was exacerbated by just absolutely terrible, terrible leadership. Yeah. Like obviously, I think a lot of people get criticised for say um, a lot of people like will say like oh these are unprecedented times, but there are, there's a reason that you go into these positions right. of power. You're expected right. to still mm-hmm. act mm-hmm. within some right. level of like Competence. in the green area, right? Like, yeah, because because if it was a case where now because something is unprecedented, you're not absolved of any responsibility. My guy, put me in number ten. If that's all it takes, if that's all it takes is for me to follow protocol and not have to not have to kind of maintain order at times of 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 catastrophe anyone anyone is qualified for prime minister or health secretary or whatever in that case you know but that's what yeah i don't know for me i just i don't find it i find it very distasteful i find it very problematic yeah and it's funny as well i know i said to you guys but like like just the other day like uh, my uncle my fiance is watching like one tree hill for the millionth time and spoiler yeah. alert for, spoiler alert for anyone that wants to watch or anything is watching it um they're one of the main characters um kills their brother in like season three and then by season seven which is set like seven years like later sort of thing um he is gone to prison come out of prison um redeemed it like sort of redeemed himself and has his own like tv show like right. ellen style yeah. and i remember saying to her like this is like actually like this is so like, unrealistic like do you actually think people would like that would happen in real life well and well, then, well. Like, obviously whilst matt, matt <clears throat> hancock has never um murdered anyone arguably he is responsible for the for a lot of deaths, deaths. A and lot like of death. here we are like may less than like seven years like a couple of years later and he's able to do this and he's doing so under the guise of he is saying that um his main reason for going in there is he's going to talk about um so he apparently he found out that he had dyslexia when he was at university and he's since like done some kind of work in it and he, he wants to like kind of bring attention to that which in itself is like obviously it's a very worthy cause and whatnot but 
I'm just going to keep my mouth yeah, closed because me, I'm, not, I'm, time, not, me, I'm, I'm not even trying to say. Um, last time we said it's an L for a certain community, we didn't end very well. Yeah, so me, I'm keeping gonna, my mouth closed. We're not going to say it again. How terrible, um, how plighted is Matt Hancock? Hmm. Mm, yeah, mm. but basically, I would encourage people. Obviously, I'm not saying don't watch I'm a Celebrity, but just be aware of this whilst watching it. Guys, Ofcom every day. Every day mm. be writing your complaints to Ofcom. <laughs> what is a man like Matt Hancock doing on a family TV show on primetime television? You know who I feel like um, most bad for? The celebrities. They don't know that they're getting Matt Hancock. He's one of the two, like people that they're gonna put in like once Later the main on. tenor are there like so i don't they? know why you're feeling bad for them they'll probably like him like who's to say that they're not on they were they're the, not on the, that side of history you, you I, know. I know what we were saying before about like celebrities like um like blah 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 but if you're telling me that eileen from corrie is like <laughs> feeling my uncock okay i would be very of course surprised. carlos is I, gonna defend his eileen, beloved corrie eileen don't let me down <clears throat> anyway um, that concludes. I don't know. I feel like it's also kind of like a very British thing, right? Like people are so not confrontational. British people are just not confrontational, and it's kind of like even if they they, for example, do have a problem with his politics, and maybe this is uh, no, no, not maybe, but for me, in my opinion, this is definitely like a white privilege thing, mm. um, and definitely like a class privilege thing as well. A lot of the times, people can ideologically disagree with a certain politician or a certain politician's policy, but then be able to put it to, to a side, right? Like yeah. we see it all the time. So I'm not going to be, I will not be surprised that where if there are celebrities or, or in fact people at home who are watching it and and ideologically, in theory, can understand that Matt Hancock is like bad. Um, and and they disagree with his his politics and, and and his actions but once they get see him on their screen or once they get into that jungle with him are able to kind of like just push it to one side because it's you know that their, their privilege kind of like protects them from the actual material kind of consequences of his actions and therefore they don't need to take it as seriously as maybe someone who was more directly impacted yeah probably gonna have to round it off there but again just anyone who's watching this just be just, critical yeah. of that you know be aware be aware you're, of allo- it. you're allowed to question things basically yeah, right moving on to the second part i don't know whether to play the jingle again because i'm kind of like this is the more serious thing it, uh, it's it's kind of like it's a good segue into what we talk about when we talk about like the depravity of the tory party you know and tory mm. politics and tory policies basically um again just to give the brief outline of the events it's been a really eventful week Mm. um on sunday a man threw at least three incendiary incendiary firebombs basically devices at an immigration processing center in dover um before allegedly taking his own life Mm -hmm. Um, a suicide bombing essentially yeah yeah uh, yeah and from the get-go i would have classified that as terrorism given his right-wing beliefs that were known from the start it was a political belief and violent yeah. means that's what terrorism is political yeah. politically motivated violent means so his now deleted <coughs> facebook account in their name held anti-muslim sentiment in their final tweet before the attack he said quote we will obliterate them muslim children they are now our target and their disgusting women will be targeted mothers and sisters is burn alive which obviously again elon musk deal with it mm. <laughs> like you're responsible mm. for like getting rid of hate speech on that platform <laughs> mm-hmm. um, oh my god guys separate note when elon musk took over 
the oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. occurrence of the N word, the hard mm-hmm. R N word. Yeah. Um, the occurrence of it went up by five hundred percent. Which tells you all you need to know. To be honest with you, really, yeah. we should have even skipped that entire segment and just given that fact and just moved on. Yeah. But um, this attack, whilst I don't believe that. I think a few people like security people were injured perhaps but i don't think any migrants were thankfully mm-hmm. um the attack led to 700 migrants being transferred to a processing center in manston this mm-hmm. was that was in dover mm-hmm. this processing center in manston was mm-hmm. already the subject of critique um of suella braverman home secretary in general mm-hmm. because it is already overcrowded at one point in unlivable re- conditions mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about here in one point in recent days as many as four thousand people are being detained at the site for weeks even though it's only intended to hold <coughs> 1.6k for Goodness. no more than 24 hours Goodness. bear in mind as well we're obviously entering the coldest months of the year and many of these people have been on roll mats like on the floor mm-hmm. for um at least a month now suella braverman came out and said that the uk's asylum system is broken my question is have you guys not been in power of in control of that for, like for the, the past, past 12 years, 12 years. <laughs> um she has been warned that the government was breaching statutory duties by failing to sign off on ways to move people to hotels or alternative accommodation um but she is saying that she's trying to fix this system right but bear in mind obviously okay fix the system do what you want goodness gracious there's still what over 4k people who are literally have nowhere to sleep don't have enough to eat are are cold are are literally destitute in Mm. in this in this absolutely dilapidated sorry excuse of a detention center yeah I think it's also worth bearing in mind, obviously, I'm, I'm not sure as to whether this bill was passed or the details in this bill were passed, but it's only a couple of months ago that this party was trying to pass a bill which would offshore asylum seekers. So how are you trying, saying you're trying to fix the problem by obviously, um, st- we talked about this, like st- stopping routes to the UK, stopping mm-hmm. illegal routes, mm-hmm. but they're not actually offering a decent alternative like they're ho- no one is going to get in a boat and go across the english channel unless they absolutely have to yeah let's state the obvious like, here because sometimes that's what you you really have to take it yeah. back to basics like when we're talking about this is the, i really find it <clears throat> i really find it like honestly quite emotionally and like mentally um laborious to talk about issues of of, of like immigration specifically in this country because i think that people politicize the issue so much and it is inherently a political issue but people politicize it so much that they forget the kind of like the human story of it all they forget the fact that we're saying four thousand right now and we're absolutely appalled at the figure but that's four thousand human beings with human being needs you know who who have a fundamental kind of like um right to, to, to live a dignified life and to be cared for that's 4,000 people right now and that's just in one detention centre it's, yeah. it's not the UK's only detention centre by the way mm-hmm. um, but that's what we forget we forget the fact that people th- these are people who are absolutely desperate who have no other choice it's life and death like why on earth are you getting on a dinghy boat and travelling like across treacherous waters unless you feel like it's the only choice for survival that you have who would do that willingly just for 20 pounds of like government benefits you know like it's like who 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 is doing that who is doing that and that's what we forget we're so when i say we i mean like the general british body politic but 
and they're so overly kind of bogged down with the the politics and the economics of all of it which really is just xenophobia because it's not that we don't have enough resources they're so bogged down with their own xenophobia they forget actually what is at the crux of all of this is human beings in need you know i think this is um the problem in what we have seen in the past week in particular is the way that um both members of the tory party and also um reporters have been referring to this um issue because i think it's fair to say this is an issue Mm -hmm. but in regards to how they've been describing it um obviously suella came out earlier this um week and described it as an invasion of migrants which obviously is loaded language then you have reporters that have been saying um describing it as the uk having to defend itself against migrants and people being on the front line like this is some kind of war and invasion that's that's that's, i'm glad you said like loaded language like for people who don't understand like when we say something is loaded we mean that there's like a very specific historical and political contingency that underpins that um like for example of uh, years ago when katie hopkins still had her column in whatever nonsense newspaper um, in our opinion in our opinion um it was uh, she, she was referring to migrants as like cockroaches now if you look at history so this is the, the this is the part where i talk about the historical and political contingency when you look at history <clears throat> and you look at kind of the history of genocide for example um in in the lead up to that oftentimes the targeted demographic of people are are, are almost always um referred to with such language um gen like um it, pests you know uh, cockroaches and, and insects and and that's how they're referred to they're referred to as subhuman um and and it's a necessary uh, stratification it's a necessary label to give to these people because when you categorize uh, an entire demographic as subhuman what you essentially do is you not only um justify but you necessitate their determination of of that <clears throat> of that demographic you know the 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 genocide of that demographic so now when we look at the way the migrants are spoken about and and it's in it's in a long line this 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 kind of this event right now and this conversation right now and, and the words that are being said by our current home secretary um it follows a long precedent of um kind of established rhetoric towards migrants that has been existing in this country for a very 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 long time where they are um referred to as a foreign invasion as a subhuman group of people because then what that does it allows the government in this country to put them 4000 of them in a, a dilapidated detention center where they are literally not cared for not looked after where they are suffering every single day that things like that allowed to happen because of the way that these migrants are iconized in the national imagination through the media as subhuman pests as parasites as invaders mm-hmm. um and and it's really really funny this language because it goes um, so I did basically in 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 my undergrad I did an English degree and I did one module which was like crime nation and empire and essentially what it was it was looking at, and it's so funny it's so it's 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 actually crazy it was in the 18th century that I was looking at 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 at, fic, uh, at crime fiction like British crime fiction so I'm talking about um, Agatha Christie and Sherlock Holmes like like household favorites and because um, obviously th- these were uh, stories and novels that were coming out during the 18th of empire and there were crime fiction it was in the crime genre right and i was essentially studying these books and um 
dissecting the racism and the pro-empire, the pro-imperialist rhetoric. And what you'd find is that oftentimes when they talk about kind of like the the, the perpetrator in these crime crime fiction novels um, the the perpetrator of the crime they would talk about them the way that they would talk about like a foreign invasion so they would use the fear of like um, foreign invaders because obviously this is a time of empire um, and it was a very much like us and them kind of kind of situation and they would talk about these criminals having relying can't even talk they will talk about criminals having relied on um racist tropes that were kind of un- underpinning the, the the logic and the machinery of empire and it was very 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 us white british people and the foreign black and brown dangerous subhuman people invading us mm-hmm. right which is it's not crazy but i think it's it's crazy when you first hear that because having gone through the British education system and obviously knowing of these as classics, like you, and you wouldn't think, Mm -hmm. you would, we wouldn't think that someone would go into that level of detail as well. But it's like when you're explaining that, like Mm -hmm. it makes complete sense. Yeah. Like, literally, there there are Sherlock Holmes um, novels, like Sherlock, like, Arthur Conan Doyle like he was so racist like his all of his villains in his stories were either like bare of them were like from India actually this is what people don't realise that his villains are actually from India or they were spoken about as as having some element of racialization to them because um, ethnic people or like Indian people or yeah just non-white people were already an established villain in the British imagination so now when they're creating this fictionalized villain they would rely on those racist tropes same with like Agatha Christie you know Um, so now when and, and that's been present in like fiction since I'm talking about the 18th century obviously before then but I, I studied it in the 18th century so it was very much established back back then and it's now 200 years later and it's the same exact language it's this this language of us and them and foreign invasion and some human because it's a threat that British people recognise. It's a threat that British people respond to. It's a threat that British people resonate with. You know, you don't have to convince British people that migrants are the problem because they already believe that because mm-hmm. of the way that people, they are racialized and the way that the migrants are racialized. Um, so, so it's really important to look at the language that our governments and our politicians are using when referring to 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 these to this demographic of people and it's really important to kind of really unpack what is the the historical and political contingencies that underpin certain uses of words and phrases and actually then understand what is suella really saying when she talks about migrants and invasion of migrants what is she really saying here what are the sensibilities that she's touching on what 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 is she trying to provoke from the british politi- body politic when she refers to migrants as an invasion right and again like we've said in previous weeks you've now got the additional problem that many people will struggle to understand the concept of her doing this mm. because she is a brown woman right. in that position right if it was a white man coming forward to say this it's a lot easier to condemn him for it right because yeah. he has a clear agenda based on his identity politics someone like suella who is an in you know a, a woman of indian origin god she can't be racist she's an immigrant her parents are immigrants her grandparents are immigrants you is know like what people will say is, is what they will say you yeah. know and 
I don't know. Like, it, this whole thing is just, it's so <clears throat> harrowing. It's depressing to think about, like, this is how we're treating people in need. Not to mention, actually, like, God, we fully brushed over this suicide, this terrorist, yeah. right? Like, we've, we've fully, fully... Which, now that I think about it, is probably what is actually happening. Right, it's such focusing. a negative cycle, right? Yeah. Because because we it's, it's a negative feedback where one negative thing reinforces the, another negative thing where it's like we have a situation where, as I, as I said, as I, as I just sat and explained, like, really question why Suella is is labelling helpless migrants as, as an invasion and what the impression that leads that gives to the British body politic so now there's someone who's been radicalised because they believe they've been made to believe that all of these migrants are coming into their country and stealing their resources and they can't get an appointment on the NHS because of migrants and they can't get a livable wage because of the migrants and they can't get government welfare because of the migrants that's what they're being led to believe and now all of a sudden they take matters into their own hands and all of a sudden they, they walk down to a, a you know, migrant centre in Dover and they throw three petrol bombs and end up killing themselves after posting a, 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 a rant on the internet about how much they hate migrants and how much it is their life's duty to murder them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's a negative cycle, right? It's Yeah, and I think as well <laughs> also, I believe that the way that um, the focus has been for the majority this week on the <coughs> quote unquote crisis of migrants as opposed to what literally happened like on Sunday as being like the actual right problem. it's, it's like, like it's, I, and that's why I really feel for them because it's like in the first in- God, it's just, it's non-stop for these people because in the first instance, like, you're running, you're coming here because you're running from something. Your life is in danger. You've come here. Now you're in a migrant centre and someone has just tried to come and dead all of you lot you're you must be terrified you've come from more time you've come from danger to now your life is also still in danger in a place that you thought was going to protect you and then you get transported and you're and now your life is even more in danger because you're not being fed you're not being looked after you're not given warm clothing like at what point do these people who have come here because they are desperate and in need at what point do they get a break yes been dealt literally the worst it's, it's it's unimaginable to us it's unimaginable to us like we cannot honestly like we will never be able to fathom that level of of existential kind of threat and existential precarity these people don't know if they're gonna live or die like for all they know somebody else could come tomorrow and throw another petrol bomb at them and be successful this time round. you know it's just it's disgusting and 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 it, and it is terrorism for those of you who don't know the official the official definition of terrorism is um uh, uh politically motivated violence that's literally the dictionary sociological definition of political definition of what terrorism is and yeah when we say terror terrorists in this country what do we think of we think of a muslim man with a beard and uh, and you know like that's that's what our idea of terrorism terrorism is but when it's muslim people who are the victims of terrorism then it takes a whole week for people to come to the conclusion that yes in fact this was, was a terrorist yeah you know and and, and that's kind of it's a really really sad like for me as well i know alhamdulillah i'm so lucky to be existentially very far removed from the reality of these migrants i'm not in a detention center i'm not you know gonna be a victim well i'm not i'm less likely to be a victim of 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 a right-wing terrorist because i'm not kind of in that in that context you're not literally a sitting duck 
right 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 (laughs) right but but i am also a muslim and i am also british and and i and i have to live in this country and i have to kind of now contend in the wake of all of this have to kind of contend with the fact that i am living amongst people who would kill me given the chance you know like literally people who hate me people who detest me so much that they want to kill me all because i follow a certain faith right like islamophobia is absolutely endemic in the west and in this country it is an absolute it's a disease it's it, islamophobia if i actually sit here and i talk to you about the depths of islamophobia i can't even do it i can't even do it because it will take me 50 hours really to unpack this but you know when we was at the awards um Mm. the other day one of the the best <coughs> investigation category was the trojan horse affair um which was an, an investigation for those of you who don't know into like islamophobia essentially it was these two people who had uncovered that there was this entire plot where um uh, birmingham in birmingham where they'd like basically falsified a letter of of like islamic threat basically to then sanction muslim people um, under prevent I think it was regardless my point is is that it's so pervasive Islamophobia is so pervasive and it's and kind of we've talked before about free speech as well in this country like okay why can I not criticise Muslims and, and Islam and things like that you can but it's not free speech it's hate speech and it leads to people then as I said being they hate us so much that this guy gave his own life he hates Muslims and Islam so much that he literally gave up his own life he killed himself out of spite, out of how much he hates Muslims. Is that normal to you? Does that sound like a functioning society to you lot? It's not. Like how I'm incredulous. I'm incredulous. There's so many levels to this. You know, it's not mm-hmm. it's there's so many levels to this. Yeah. And I think <clears throat> as well, um, because we had so much to unpack there, probably haven't got time to talk about your summer travels, but we will do so next week we will we will this is what happens guys this is the product of bad vibes island it's oh my god it was supposed to be a segment it's half the show <laughs> literally i was i'm just we I'm should just, just rename I, our show no, to bad vibes island I'm like here thinking like okay maybe in the future what we need to do is have half the show be bad vibes island and seriously half the show. seriously seriously <laughs> but you know it's important uh, we need to talk about these things we need to talk about yeah. these things because a lot of people will just i'll brush on i've not seen much being spoken about you know, like a lot of people would just brush it on the carpet because people do not care when it's when it's Muslim, non-white. You I know. think it's also becoming a bit more normalised as well. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. How many times? How, how how much do we see right-wing terrorism? And yet, there's still the first <coughs> image that comes to people's heads is uh, a Muslim brown Muslim person, man. Yeah. Right. <sighs> well, oh, no, to man. pick up the mood a little bit that was it's the possible. first segment <laughs> do you want to wrap a bit <laughs> shall i lift the, lift the mood a little bit guys right i actually think as as absolutely f- sonically phenomenal as that jingle is it might be a little bit too positive yeah, i know do i need to make it mine that was a bit major but also i think you know what i i think we need it yeah i think we need the injection of, of, yeah of exactly serotonin we do because after what we've just talked about we need to mm. end on a 
Positive now. Oh, God. It's heavy, heavy stuff, guys. Heavy stuff. But that's what we do on the show. We unpack yeah. the heavy stuff for you lot. So, yeah. Thanks for listening. And if you are willing to not um, come at us come at us for any given reason we welcome discourse but not absolutely um, not abuse <laughs> not <laughs> if, abuse if you want to keep up with everything please do leave me and my us. my body looks alone <laughs> all right guys if anything you've literally emboldened Helene yeah to yeah I'm not gonna lie. Like, <laughs> well done I was like oh you, I was gonna reply to him like oh my god you think I'm bad <laughs> you think I'm bad oh dear but yeah follow us on socials at Mango Masala Radio gonna finish with a bit of music but yeah we'll see you same time next week 2 to 4 on Pi Radio see you next time thanks guys have a good week <laughs>